what what is a rats song is that a song the is rats. that a, the rats 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 where are the rats like from hey arnold no i don't know what it's from skrillex posted it the other day and oh, it's stuck in my head now it's a song about rats and then there's one who's like i'm the biggest rat that makes all of the rules and then the rest of the rats are like let's see what kind of trouble we can get ourselves into and okay. it's just like uh <laughs> it's just one of those weird things you know well because hey I, I know a song about rats from hey arnold which is um during in hey arnold they had an episode where they go to see like a parody version of cats that everybody hates called rats and it's about rats unlike the real cats which everyone loves Right, which is a universally beloved media franchise. Okay, I'm going to need you to go, and I'm going to need you to search um, Rats, We're Rats, and just rats, listen rats, to that real quick. We're Rats. We're Rats. We're the Rats. Okay, the, one of the first Google results is Rats, We're Rats, We're the Rats. Yes. I'm watching it now. now as well. What okay. the fuck is this? Uh-huh. This is definitely... Like an alternate ending from like an Alone in the Dark game is what this is. <laughs> this, uh, this is like a Goosebumps and point and click adventure game, and this is like a hidden Easter egg. Oh, I my like the God. part where the one rat just falls off. Yeah, he just falls <laughs> off the, the left side. There. <laughs> was, I don't know what this is from. It's been posted like years ago, but it's just yeah. this week is posted by JG Wentworth so you know it's quality <laughs> content the official JG Wentworth YouTube It's from something no called it's on genius under Germa which Germa. I don't I don't know it's m album rat movie mystery of the Mayan treasure Okay I mean I don't know right. anything about this Oh I think maybe it's a video Maybe it's a movie someone made with like a Microsoft Movie Maker thing and uh, mm. just uploaded it. I don't know. Mm. Anyway. Anyway, Rats. so so we've all got the James Heller Hates Computers videos pulled up on uh, Slack right now, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, I can pull that up okay. right now. Okay. Uh, welcome to Fan, uh, fan with <laughs> episode 11, whatever. I'm Steven. This is John. That's Merritt. Uh, please listen to us enjoy uh, James Heller Hates Computers from Prototype 2. I'm going to hit play on that one right now. 48 seconds long. <laughs> I got fucking squiggly line key. I got a fucking key with a triangle on it. I mean, he's just saying what we're all thinking. I wonder if I should just work this audio into the actual podcast. I mean, I would hope so. Hear. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of dead air of us going. This is just. Oh, okay. Ooh. This is just that Simpsons episode where he's like, I don't see a. a like. What, I'm looking at a Mac keyboard, so I forget what a Windows keyboard is like. But he's just like, I don't see an S key. Like, oh. Or he's like, I don't see an any key. Like, oh, okay, oh, I guess yeah. that, oh, boy. that's all like this the, is. Like that that's hot, all this is. Like that hot gag from the Rocky and Bullwinkle live-action movie with uh, George Costanza, where he says, which key is in the key, in a Russian accent, because he's Boris. Oh. In that movie. You remember that movie <sighs> with Piper with Whoopi Goldberg with, as a judge? Oh, I love that your poll was, you know, that movie with Piper Parabell. 
She's like one of the three principal cast members, <laughs> let me tell you. She, it's Brocky Bullwinkle and Piper uh, Parabo, who I do not fucking remember what her character's name is because <laughs> she was in two movies in her entire career. <laughs> Rocky and Bullwinkle and Coyote Ugly, and that's it. <laughs> oh, boy. Hi, everybody. This is a podcast, if you hadn't guessed. As you surely guessed by now, this is a video game podcast. <laughs> the Rocky and Bullwinkle slash rat slash prototype bandcast. It's, uh, it's, uh-huh, it's lit. Uh-huh. It's a very, very thin cross-section, but a, like, potent it's one. It's pretty important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we are actually, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say I've actually played some video games today, so we can talk about some video games if you guys want to talk about some video games. I mean, okay. I, I, mean, I, 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 I guess. I'll, I'll guess. introduce you for real, real quick. This is Steven Strom. That's me, one of your co-hosts. Merritt, hello. Thank you for Hi. joining us. Rats. Hi. Rats. Rats. We're rats. Uh, John, are you a rat? I'm the big, I'm the big fat one that comes in at the end. Yes. Hi. You're the <laughs> okay. giant rat. No. Okay. Wait, can I just say you're as EIC, you literally are the giant rat. I am rat the giant rat that makes the all the rules. That's mm-hmm, true. Mm-hmm. That's, um, that's what my mom put on my birth certificate. It's really weird. <laughs> oh, good on her. Yeah. Like very prescient. Yeah. 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 She knew exactly the, what was The doctors happen. in Amarillo, Texas were like, well, that seems pretty weird, but they just let her do it anyway. So it's pretty good. I mean, there's no law against it. I can't, <laughs> I can't stop, stop you. Yeah. yeah, it's true. I'm going to go, after I'm done with my doctorate, I'm going to go join my old-timey prospectors group. <laughs> that's, yeah. <laughs> it's a big, that's a big business in the panhandle of Texas, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the the combination old-timey prospector and doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The classic double threat. Well, there's not a lot to do up there, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Warren, you're the editor in chief of uh, Fanbyte.com, the website. I am the E. Yeah, that is who I am. That is me. The editor. The why is it E? What? Because that's why you did I say you kind of went you went E editor in chief. So I just oh E editor in chief. Yeah, yeah. That's me. I feel real chiefy today. I'll tell you what. Oh, good, good. Yeah. I'm good to hear. I'm glad to hear Thank it. You. We, we, uh, yeah, we're coming down off of a, a big weekend of uh, of uh, wrestling. Oh god, wrestling! There's so much fucking wrestling I watched. There was so there was a lot of boy, wrestling. Oh was, boy. Isn't there more wrestling tonight? Isn't SmackDown on Tuesdays it's now? On right now? Yeah, I'm I'm looking oh, wow. I'm looking at gifs of it on my tweet deck. Yep. Well, yep. Good to hear that. Yep. Now, is uh, the Dungeon of Doom still in that one? It is not. It is not still in that one, but it it oh. ought to be because it was the only good thing about wrestling for quite a while. I would say. I'm, I will say I don't think the Dungeon of Doom has been just to be extremely <laughs> so, specific. So they I don't think in, they've been around for like thirty five years. Okay. Is what you're saying? They were they not. They didn't no. make it to that one. The Yeti, they didn't have the car. The big. Uh, the big monster truck. No, big, that no. On the, roof. Uh, the the Yeti wasn't there. The shark wasn't there. Um, no, no. No. Why did they call him the Yeti when he was a mummy? <laughs> like a big mummy, observably a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> who then was a ninja, if I remember correctly? Yeah, uh, he was. He was a mummy, mummy ninja, who they called the Yeti because. Um, I, I, I just blame most of those choices on Hulk Hogan going, oh, that's a Yeti brother. He's now, just like, now he no. did show up. He did show up yesterday from what I understand. Oh, Hulk Hogan did. I think he, he heard up. someone, he heard, um, like, you know, like Batman, uh, the bat signal went up, except it said, 
um, a black man is about to win WrestleMania, <laughs> and Hulk Hogan just leapt into action, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. spurred Co- Co- um, Kofi. by just race energy. <laughs> some some brother named Kofi Kingston's gonna win. I better show up and ruin it. Yeah, I mean that's uh, yeah. He showed up. It was a real bummer. Um, I think the biggest bummer is that he still gets cheered basically everywhere all the time. Huh. Um, yeah, it's a real, real big bummer. Yeah, he got summoned into existence, like re-existence uh, at WrestleMania. And it was, uh, boy, ooh, boy, ooh, ooh, ooh. Aye, and aye, it, wasn't aye, like aye. A, it wasn't like a Castlevania 2 situation where someone just brought all his parts back together so they could kill him for good. Oh, no, he was not killed. He was, uh, oh. no, he was. He was probably paid a good deal of money. He was probably paid a lot of money to just show up and, uh his his big thing, just so you know, is that he showed up five years ago to another WrestleMania and said, "It's good to be in the Silver Dome." Um, but they were in the Superdome in New Orleans, and so everyone made fun of him. And then last night, like uh, on Sunday, he goes, "It's good to be in the Silver Dome," which was like everyone was like, "Oh, it's funny." And then he goes, "I'm just kidding. We're at." And he said something completely wrong again, but like he didn't mean to. And it was just like, oh my God. His Um, brain is just rotting. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Hulkamania. I mean, that's not a joke about traumatic brain injury in wrestling because that's a very real issue. But Hulk Hogan's racist brain is just collapsing under its own weight. Yeah. I think most of his brain stuff comes from like being on the Bubba the Love Sponge show like a lot and not like wrestling. So. Um, I think we can. Now I'm not. Is that was that like a um a Thunder in Paradise spinoff or? Um, I, I, let's say yes. Let's just say okay. yes. But uh, I'm not familiar with that part of his. Oeuvre. Uh, no, yeah, no. The, he has a he has a, a long-standing friendship with a man called Bubba the Love Sponge, and he has a he has a very bad Howard Stern-esque radio show. Um, and they're oh. they're all Floridian, so like that, that that's. So you'd say he's a Florida man. He is a Florida man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah I know. Oh, legally, I went to his Wikipedia page, and it's always great when there's legal issues <laughs> on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so Hulk Hogan, Hulk, Hulk Hogan showed up, and boy, yeah, that that was not great. But you know, I there was a lot of wrestling that was good, so that was that was good, I guess. Uh, there was just so much of it, just so yeah, there much was of entirely it. too much. Like I like sixty to seventy five percent of it was actually very good, I would say. But then like the forty percent that was bad was, was so bad, bad that it's yeah. yeah, it sucked the life out of a lot of the good stuff yeah. for sure. Yeah, it uh yeah. I mean, it, if you're gonna ask me to sit down and watch something for seven and a half hours, um, it it needs Wait, to be very good. Yeah, that's. That's like longer than a football. Oh, it's oh, twice yeah. as long as a football. Yeah, it was. It's twice as long as a football, and technically speaking, the entire thing doesn't even end on Sunday. Technically speaking, like the Raw after WrestleMania, yeah. like the regular episode of the show of wrestling of WWE wrestling that comes the day afterwards. That is basically part. That is like chapter two of WrestleMania every year as well, and that's like another three and a half to four hours. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Yeah, yeah, and then Wrestling, another, and then yeah. another two. It's a big commitment, and there's no off season. I mean, no. uh, uh, Jordan uh, Mallory, our our beloved frog slash list person, um, 
uh, tweeted last night, I thought y'all were done with wrestling because people were still tweeting about it. And I was oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, my, yeah. my sweet summer child. It's just, it just it, it keeps going. The train just keeps rolling. It's like if E3 just like kept going. And forever. Forever. And it's like as bad as E3, really. I mean, I love wrestling, but uh, there's just too much of it. It uh, and and when we say wrestling, I think this is the, this is a thing that like this is just shorthand that everybody uses. I think in like the North American context, is very much is that we just mean WWE because actually, there's a lot of fan fucking tastic wrestling going on pretty much all around the year in other corners of the world in other yeah. promotions and sure. stuff like that. It's just WWE specifically is pretty bad and way too bloated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, New Japan had a good show on 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 Saturday. The, the issue with WrestleMania weekend is that they it's turned into an opportunity for all of those other federations to like have shows that weekend. So from mm-hmm. from like Thursday till Tuesday, there's just this log jam of professional wrestling content and it's 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 a lot. It's just a it's lot. Too much. It's too it's much. It's too much. It's a yep. lot. Um but, you know, I always gear up for it. I'm always, like, excited, and then it always happens. And I'm like, okay, well, that was exhausting, and now it's uh, back to being a normal fan of this this thing that just goes on all the time. <laughs> Which, if you're me, means uh, not watching WWE Wrestling again for another 365 I, days. I, 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 used to, I used to be a person who would watch, like, every single show, um, and now I watch... I watch the pay-per-views. Like I watch the right. events that happen, uh, you know, every every four weeks or so, and then that's about it. Um, right. And then I just read uh, recaps, like uh, LB rates. That's pretty much it. That's yeah. pretty much my. And those are fun, even if you don't like. That's true. Because from experience, yeah. Because reading those, I'm like, oh man. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> this I mean, is really funny and good. Yeah. That's. That's literally how I got into wrestling. Like, I did not watch wrestling at all as a kid, but, like, um, I started listening to wrestling podcasts where they were just talking about recaps and stuff yep. without watching the show itself. And it was just like, wow, this is super... Like, having this condensed, like, this seven hours of wrestling every week condensed into 60 minutes is actually, like, super fun to listen mm-hmm. to. I should... And then I started hearing about... Uh, I got in when Cody Rhodes picked up the Stardust gimmick. Oh, um, okay. And, yeah. And the Cosmic Key, which merit... Have you ever heard of Cody Rhodes or Stardust and Goldust? Uh, I've heard of Goldust. Yes. Okay. And the name Cody Rhodes is he, he's like the son of Dusty Rhodes. He is. Yes. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Gold, okay. Uh, I know. I know things. Goldust uh, and Cody Rhodes, both sons of of Dusty oh. Rhodes, the American Dream. Okay. But um, like, no one cares about Goldust, right? Um. He was really beloved in his time, and then he came back a few years ago in his, when was actually legitimately in the best shape of his life and actually was doing some oh. really good work for a little bit there. I don't think he really is now anymore. Yeah, the, the weird thing about his whole, like, he, he, you know, he was, he was just like Dustin Rhodes, the, um, the natural Dustin Rhodes in, like, the early 90s, and that was fine. And then he came back as Goldust, and it was, like, basically Vince McMahon's, like, like, like personification of homophobia and then it was like oh right yeah. yeah and then it was like and then and then it was just like not that after a while it was just like they tried oh, to get away from weird that. um yeah. and then he was just like in really good shape and he he's like low-key a really good wrestler but mm-hmm. he's been 
let's say weighed down by I would say some very uh, didn't age well slash wasn't good at the time gimmicks. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like so. Yeah. Anyway, Cody Rhodes. But, that's his brother. But his mo- his modern gimmick when he came back was that uh, I think they're half brothers technically. I think they have a different different yeah, mothers. different mom. That's true. Um, but uh, Cody Rhodes came back in uh, or came into the WWE or or changed gimmicks within the WWE as a character who technically within the fiction is not Cody Rhodes. He is as an alien called Stardust, and him and his brother. Uh, <laughs> and would you say both... that he's? Would you say that he's a crusader? I would I would say that he's a crusader. Yeah, uh, uh, star um, definitely has a. St- they are basically they were both basically living stands more than they had stands. Um, okay. They were these strange sort of they they were both wore face paint or or wore face paint and kind of dressed up and like they were in search of a, some kind of like device called the cosmic key that like unlocking gave them like strange otherworldly powers that they then used against the other wrestlers in the ring and stuff like that. And it was amazing. It was really good. <laughs> it's really good. I, I will say there is a bravery to being in a tag team with your brother while you're both wearing grease paint and PVC bodysuits to the ring. It's like a real, like, you gotta really get, you know, get yourself up to do that. I, I feel like, you know, <laughs> you're like, all right, I'm going to go to work with my brother. I, hey, zip me up. But I'm gonna look up Stardust right now. I think I know what Goldust looks like. Stardust yeah. looks basically the same. I mean, just basically smaller. Like, just it's like a... an Abbott and Costello type body shape difference <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, but the, no, they were they were super super good. And like that era of wrestling is when I finally got in, and that was only like eight years ago, five five to eight years ago, right? Like I feel like it wasn't that super long ago. Yeah, yeah it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it was, um, it, was it was like four years ago. When they were but yeah, out. but like keeping up on because um, there's enough good stuff in wrestling because there are enough people in wrestling that are kind of allowed to do whatever they want on the fringes. The New Day being another really good example, like they're a group that has previously come into the ring via inside of a giant box of novelty cereal with cartoon versions of themselves dressed up, <laughs> and, and they were dressed. Wait, up. they're the same group that did the. The Dragon Ball Z bit, right? Yeah, they, they, did they the, came they out did of the cereal box wearing Dragon Ball Z Saiyan yep. armor with wi- Dragon oh Ball wigs. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, they have like one of their guys plays a trumpet in the uh, arena the entire time, and that's his whole thing. And like one of they wear uniform or unicorn horns, and they're just kind of yeah. allowed to do whatever they want. Yeah, I mean Xavier Woods is a capital G gamer. He like has his right? own YouTube channel that probably probably makes enough money on its own to support himself, but he also you know, travels 300 days a year uh, right. wrestling. Uh, he has a psychology degree from the University of Furman. Yes. Because um, I know this because he graduated with my best friend who runs the sleep lab at Baylor University. Um, Wait, at Finn Baylor University? No, at Baylor. Baylor in Waco, oh, Texas. Oh, see, uh, that's another wrestling. No, Finn yeah. Balor. Finn Balor. Um, no, uh, Finn Balor doesn't have a degree in psychology. He has a degree in having a really good hog that he shows on TV a lot. So being sure being a devil, being a, a tricksty little demon man. Yeah, he's... who's who comes to the ring and he just leans up against the ropes and he's like, "Hey, cameraman, I dare you to zoom in." On my Wii War, and they do the entire time. It's really good. How fun! Yeah, formally, it's a good, it's a good thing. Formerly in the Japanese pro, uh, pro wrestling uh, circuit as Prince Devitt, Devitt um, yes. one of the early members of the Bullet oh, Club, I believe. 
Yeah, uh, the founding member of the Bullet Club. And Merritt, I'll, I'll just go ahead and ask, what do you think Finn Balor's real name is? James. Big Hog. Balor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait, is it something like Dick? No, it's not. Like... It is. It's He's an Irishman. His name is Fergal Devitt. Fergal. It's a good name. It's a really good name. Fergal. I just, I love that they're like, hey, um, oh, by the way, Ricky Steamboat, a wrestler from the 80s, his real name is Richard Blood. And they and they thought Ricky Steamboat was a cooler name than Dick Blood. But like, I, I like, it's just, it's just really wild. That's just, uh. <laughs> That's good. Um, but yeah, no, it's just like, I, I Steamboat love Steamboat Dickie. Yeah. I love Steamboat Dickie. <laughs> oh God. Oh fuck, boy. Fuck, fuck, fuck. That's too good. We gotta, oh shit. <laughs> we gotta find a way to monetize this. Cut TM, it out of the podcast. TM, 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 Oh boy. Anyway. Yeah. Wrestling boy. Yeah. Wrestling it, happened. I don't it happened. know. It's, I remember enjoying large chunks of it, uh, on Sunday and I, fucking i am struggling to pull from the depths of my psyche a single thing that happened I'm trying to remember uh i mean yeah like i i think you know becky lynch won the main yeah. event like yeah that was you know, cool. there were that was cool. there were women in the main event of wrestlemania for the first time ever which is like a pretty big deal after 35 years um it sucks that after seven and a half hours they're the main event because the crowd couldn't give less of a shit not after watching any, not uh, after watching fucking oh. everything not, not, after, not after watching, watching fucking Dave Batista and Triple mm-hmm. H fucking roll around on the ground together for 30 minutes holy yeah. shit uh, a guy that looks like Kratos Merritt named Triple H pulled out oh I know him okay. he's like the he, he's he's the WWE man yes, now, right he, he married into the McMahon he's, family he's married to yeah. Stephanie McMahon yeah he he right pulled, yes he, he pulled Drax the Destroyer's nose ring out. Uh, kind of. I mean, no, no. Let me be very clear. It was a fucking like, like magic trick, uh, like prop nose ring. Mm. Um, magic trick like implies that it looked at any point like it was, was actually happening. Like you, that magic trick gives us way too much credit and not like, the most that's fucking. Being, that's being very kind. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Um, but yeah, so I, one moment, know. my cat is trying to leave my bedroom right now and I have the door shut. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I like okay, that. I'm, like sen- I'm back to talk about the bad wrestling. I, I like the sentence of, I have to step away. My cat's trying to leave the bedroom. <laughs> I'm, I must prevent this from happening. Um, oh no, the opposite. I was opening the door for him. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> um, uh, but Kofi Kingston won, like he's the first African born. Yeah. African-born WWE champion, but like yeah, that's he, a big deal. Um, he's from, is he from Ghana? He's from Ghana, yeah. Um, and despite the fact that for several years the WWE co- tried to uh, oh. had a gimmick for him where he was Jamaican and yes. he put on a fake Jamaican accent the whole time. Yep. Yes, he did. Yep. 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 And yep. then they tried to like in the story make fun of the fact that he used to pretend to be Jamaican, despite the fact that that was written by that them. Was their they, idea. Oh my yep, god. Yep. yep yeah. Yep. 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 That was super yep. bad. Yeah, but yeah, no the bad. the first the the second African American man in WWE history to ever uh, win the championship uh, after the Rock. The Rock is um, uh, yeah, numero numero uno. Yeah, his yeah, dad is one. his dad. Yeah, his his mom is Hawaiian. His dad was or Samoan, isn't it? Or uh, 
I mean, I think Samoan descent. I know they grew up in Hawaii, so because he's part of. So the Rock, for, for the record, I'm sure. I'm he's sure he's part of the the wrestling dynasty. Yeah, yeah. Family, yeah. right. Yeah. The, along with like 17 other people in the WWE right now, the in, Usos, including and Roman, Roman Reigns. Reigns. Yeah, who also wrestled last night, or not yes, last night, two nights ago. And he just came back from uh, leukemia, which was pretty cool. So good right. for him. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Which Roman anyway. Reigns has his own other whole other thing. It's weird because you know, like people are kind of everybody is like, oh well, shit, he battled leukemia. That super sucks. That's great for him that he's back in wrestling again. But also when he originally left, everybody kind of hated him. Oh, everyone, yeah, <laughs> hates hates his guts. Well, the crowd kind of went back to like I think it was a few weeks after they were like, oh good, he's like not dead, and then they kind of figured out they could go back to not liking him again. Right. <laughs> like, very, very, like, quietly. They're like, ah, oh, we don't love this guy, but we're glad you're fine, you know, he's, so. He's, he's a very large man um, who... Very, very handsome man. Very I large, very handsome so. man, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but that is not a very good talker. He's not, no. he's never, he's never really gotten better on the mic. Um, mm-hmm. Fairly no. Halfway decent, actually, like wrestler, nice. he can move okay. Yeah, he's a good wrestler. Yeah. Um. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um. Because sort of like the opposite, of, like the the inverse of a John Cena, whereas John Cena is actually like super good on the mic uh, and is a terrible wrestler. Um, Roman <laughs> Reigns is kind of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um, now John Cena is having a midlife crisis, which is really fun. Boy. To watch. Boy. Boy. Oh it's my! Re- it's really fun. I did not. I never came up around the time of Doctor Thugonomics, John Cena. Like oh. white, ra- white rapper put out his own actual mm-hmm. legitimate rap album, yep. John Cena. Mm-hmm. I had never seen that before, like live. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, John Cena came back uh, into WrestleMania this this week to interrupt a genuinely super hilarious comedy bit this is basically what i know of john cena because i also remember him coming in to like ruin that fucking damian sandow like running big gag about like having the money in the bank for 30 years oh yeah uh, a few years ago um i thought that was a very good bit and damian sandow i thought actually had some really good uh comedy gags oh, and yeah, stuff. a lot of his characters sure. yeah. and then john cena likes to come in and say and like write his own in a very hulk hogan like way likes to write his own scripts um, and just make his own decisions about other people's characters and stuff like that so that they can make him look good. And mm-hmm. um, so he will come in periodically and kind of like steal a lot of thunder from uh, very funny actors. There's a there's a uh, guest wrestler. Does Elias actually ever wrestle? Yeah, he does. He does. Oh, he's the guitar man. Yeah. Yes. He's the guitar man who played with himself, who who played guitar and drums and piano and was like applauding himself and telling himself to um, take a bow to talking to himself on a on a the Jumbotron on the Titan Drop. It was very good actually. It was very yeah. funny. And then John Cena came in in his old like nineties uh white rapper uh talking uh like urban Wait, look, slang he, character he, dre- he dresses and looks exactly like marky mark from like 1991 like right marky mark and the yeah. fun- funky bunch marky mark yes. Yes. yes that is his he's basically like the the wwe version of that yeah um and then he came now, out and started like rapping slow rapping at elias to make fun of him now can you imagine i just want to really just like get get like set the set the table here can you imagine being 42, I think, what John Cena is. Is he that young? I almost thought he was older than that. No, I think he's in his early 40s. Okay. And he gets he got up on Sunday morning and he goes, I'm going to cosplay as Marky Mark from Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch era Marky Mark and go to work. And it's just like, that's such a choice you make being one of the richest wrestlers to ever live. Um it's just it's uh, it, there's something so good about it in a way, and something so cursed about right. wanting to to 
I don't God, I don't know. I I almost I respect it. You know, honestly, I respect it. I respect it. I respect, I respect it. it more than I respect his weird fake like military gimmick oh, thing, God, where he's like yeah. for the last like twenty years, John Cena's yeah. whole thing is that basically been he's like a army national guard or something like that. Kind of oh, was that? Kinda, didn't he, yeah. he made that video where he's like, America, look around, picture oh, the yeah, average American. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. I mean that was kind of cool, I guess, but like, yeah, it was very much in that vein of like, I'm a real American. Right. I fight for the rights Not of every man. man. Yeah. Um, See, I know th- I know stuff. You know wrestling. Uh and 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 also by uh, to be clear about this too, by all accounts John Cena in real life is like one of the nicest dudes on the planet if I'm not mistaken. Like he's uh, supposed to be I think he's, yeah. you know, he's like he's like uh he's done like 650 make a wish wishes, which is right. like unheard of. Like that's apparently wow. an, a, like an insane amount of those to do uh mm-hmm. like in an entire lifetime. And like, you know, yeah, he's but he's like actually also a like um like a kind of a weird like maniac in a way like I think he like <laughs> is he, he like super germaphobe like he work he works like an insane amount and he like has never had a relationship like work for any period of time and like when when they did Total Bellas which is like the reality show where you basically got to go spend time with his girlfriend Nikki Bella and he at his Florida mansion like he has like a billion rules for the house you have to you have, <laughs> you have to dress you have to dress up for dinner you have to come downstairs in a suit I mean... or a dress and be there for d- dinner. You have to have cocktail hour in the lounge. Is this, okay, I feel like John Cena is what would happen to me if I had a lot of money. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> because this all sounds perfectly reasonable to yeah. me. Like, overworked, can't mm-hmm. make anything work romantically, has Byzantine rules about <laughs> when you wear what. How's the change into a tuxedo after five o'clock? Because I'm not a farmer, damn it. <laughs> and, and, and and you choose to wear jorts to work. So that's... Uh... I do often do that. <laughs> right, right. You don't know, but I'm wearing jorts right now. I've been wearing jorts the whole time. I mean, that's Did a... you really think I'd tell you I was wearing jorts if there was the slightest chance that you could stop it? I put them on 20 minutes ago. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Oh, that's mm, that true heel move, Merritt. True heel move. <laughs> true heel move. Uh, but uh, also, that's from a reality TV show that like premiered on the E Network. Yeah, so, like, I mean, the, yeah, like that's grain probably of salt. grain up. of salt. Grain of salt. Yeah, I I agree, but it's also probably all true. Uh, no, I don't know. Um, yeah, I I hear he's a perfectly nice guy. I don't know. I. I, yeah, it's I, probably I, I too tend... much also to say he's one of the nicest human beings in the world, like I did say, but I've heard probably. good things about him. I've heard good yeah. things about him. Yeah, I mean, I think anyone who works for Vince McMahon for more than, like, 15 years is probably not great in some mm, ways, but yeah, I don't Yeah, to work within that guy's, like, circle and get his, like, ear, you probably have to, like, you, betray you to, some principles. Yeah, you probably have to be a total monster, honestly, but that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I am one of those people, I've given more money to Vince McMahon than, like, I will ever give to probably any charity, which is a real bummer to say out loud, but... Um, but yeah, I, I think Vince McMahon is a total monster, and yes. um, the world will be better when he's dead. Put that on big letters. <laughs> big letters on a t-shirt. <laughs> um, Buy it on the merch store at fanbyte.com, everybody. Like, the world would be a better place when Vince McMahon is dead. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Ugh. 
Well, that was but, wrestling. We don't have to yeah. talk about wrestling anymore. I feel like that's a lot of wrestling. Uh, the the only thing I would I would did want to say is like I wanted to kind of at least briefly touch on some of the actual like good stuff that happened. Yeah, sure. Um, like Kofi, we did we did mention uh, Kofi Kingston winning just to, just it, for. Cl- it was a very good match too. It was a great match. It was yeah. super super good. Uh, the whole thing with Kofi Kingston is was that uh, he's been a performer in the WWE for eleven straight years now. Um, definitely a guy who has put in his due has had some gimmicks that worked some gimmicks that didn't he's done some even when he has not been at, at his best uh, you know at the peak of what they've allowed him to do he has uh, always found some sort of interesting things there was kind of like a long running gag about how he would be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal matches every year mm-hmm. was that was that the match yeah, where yeah, you yeah, get yeah, thrown yeah. out of the well, ring he was in the, uh, and he was in the thrown Royal over the ropes in the ring that's how you get like um the Royal Rumble, yeah. Yeah, he was in the Royal Rumble, and so he would basically, like, do these these, these bonkers feats of athleticism to not be eliminated. Like, he would walk on his hands because you have to have both of your feet touch the floor, so he would use a loophole and walk on his hands. He would, like, leap out to the announce tables and, like, basically act like the floor is lava, so he'd, like, scoot over. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, really, really, really endearing kind of feats of athleticism. And... One time he walked it back into the ring by uh, putting pancakes on both of his feet uh, and sliding yeah. across the floor. <laughs> he did. He did. That's true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he's, he's been basically part of, I would say the, the tapestry of moments that have been in WWE for like a decade or, or more. And yeah, it's, it, he finally got a title shot basically by being awesome. Like, and that was, that was really weird because it, it doesn't, it doesn't really organically happen like that where the crowd kind of catches on to someone kind of making it and, breaking through kind of past their um, ahead, you know, above their kind of ceiling, their perceived ceiling. And that was actually a really special thing that he got, you know, kind of thrust into this position. And I, I honestly, I, I don't really think, I didn't think that they would actually do it. I didn't think they would actually give Kofi the title and go with it, but they did. And it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. And there is a, to, to like just for clarification here too, like there is a definitely the part of that perceived ceiling is definitely tied into the fact that like Vince McMahon is a fairly racist dude and has a history yeah, of like racist yeah. uh, characters and background and comments and all kinds of things throughout the history. And part of the perceived ceiling on Kofi Kingston is very much that he is a dark like a not, not just a black man like a dark skinned black man um, who's not huge, which like Vince is also very famous for loving big vast. <laughs> vascularity oh, he loves yeah. to see the yeah. muscles yeah yeah um and and kofi is much more of a kind of high-flying i mean he looks honestly uh not unlike um a real world eddie gordo like uh oh yeah 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 totally yep uh, sometimes like even down to like uh, having some very similar color choices on his costumes back in the day uh, he, um, he, he is a trained uh, capoeira master yeah. did you yeah. know that yeah i did yeah no yeah uh, but no, and uh, they the WWE was definitely not above playing into that fact in a way that was also super scummy by like writing their characters. Uh, uh, a once uh, very I, I would say still very beloved uh, performer uh, Daniel Bryan uh, 
um, who is now currently playing a bad guy, um, kind of writing into his storyline that he was actually the racist and like, ah, this will be, well, well, let's, let's get some heat off of the idea of Kofi overcoming like these racial odds, but not actually writing it so that the WWE (laughs) was racist, but writing the the villains who is like this, like tiny vegan, um, liberal, um, environmentalist guy, uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, who's, who was like a beloved, uh, beloved hero character a few years ago. Um, and well, he's the racist. Well, and also just, just so you know, the level of work that Daniel Bryan is doing to really sell that character is that he turned the WWE world title belt. He, which is made out of leather, (laughs) which is made out of leather and gold and diamonds and shit. And he threw it in the garbage and he made his own sustainable version made out of hemp and wood and like reclaimed turquoise. (laughs) um and it was like it was incredible like that i can't like it's so good to to Um, be fair yeah to be fair the the heel version of daniel bryan is super funny and super good like super fucking funny yeah he's he's playing that character in a way that actually super works because he is just a really good he's a really good wrestler and has begun become a much better performer i think as well in the last couple years yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they brought back the, the new gold. I think it was even a new design of the gold and uh, leather belt uh, for Kofi after uh, Daniel Bryan lost uh, at WrestleMania this year. Uh, uh, yeah. They threw away the hemp belt. Yeah, they did throw away the hemp belt. <laughs> it's a bummer. But did you did you notice that it has Velcro on it now? The belts have Velcro on them, all of them. Oh, I didn't know that. With, they used to have, like, fasteners where you would just, like... You know, like it's like a like a fucking belt. You know, like yeah, they would yeah, just yeah. Kind of pop it in, and but instead now it's all Velcro. Like you can hear the little every time huh. someone takes off the belt. It's really, it's really, really weird. <laughs> it's really I, weird. I that bet you can that's. Hear that. I bet from a logistical perspective, though, that makes way more sense to be able to like have your oh, performers put yeah. on, take off, put on, and take off a belt like, like in very the, easily. Right? Yeah. 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 Totally. Anyway, makes uh, and then yes, Becky Lynch uh, ended up winning the main event of WrestleMania yeah. in a what are those matches called? Is a three way match? What was yeah, a triple threat match by threat? Uh, is defeating, that what it's called? Like triple threat uh, matches? But yeah, triple threat matches by defeating noted transphobe and Sandy Hook truther Ronda Rousey. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that With, was good. Who also, uh, and I cannot get over that. I know she. There's way worse stuff about Ronda Rousey than any of this. Uh, but I think that is pretty well documented at this point. I think we have not taken enough time to point out that Ronda Rousey's um, in-ring look is maybe oh, one of the oh, worst fucking costumes oh, 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 oh. I've ever seen in my entire life. She has like, all right, let me see this. Like, yeah, look up Rowdy Ronda, maybe Rowdy, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Wait, is that really? Yes. Oh, so the other thing about WWE with all of its women's stuff, as much as it loves, uh, as it's really pushing the women, uh, women's division this year, uh, they also love to tie all of their big name women into old, like, male wrestler gimmicks, and Ronda Rousey's is that she's Roddy Roddy Piper. <laughs> How, but that's uh, yeah. not, you can't just. No, you also, can't. What, one of her opponents was Charlotte Flair, daughter of Ric Flair. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah but th- but she's like actually his daughter though. She's actually his yeah. daughter, but like they keep bringing out Ric but, Flair yeah, constantly yeah. to. Oh, okay. um, I, I just dropped a, I, dro- I dropped a good photo in there for you and in, in okay. our Slack. Um, okay, what? Right. What is this? Okay, yeah. I mean, the whole situation. The, the whole you, situation. You look like. Uh, the villain in like uh no you look like the villains enforcer 
in like a early 2000s sci-fi movie with Bruce Willis and uh, you were like really mad all the time, but then ultimately very ineffectual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This the is a bad would, look. Like, the, the character that like you, there would be like a climactic fight on the plane on like an airplane and then somebody would press a button and like, oh no, she fell out of the airlock or whatever. You wouldn't even actually like fight her, like fight her. She would just get killed by some weird, like ironic happenstance. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when white cornrows and ugh, ugh. oh, I mean, when wait, some, that's a bad look. That's a bad look. And when someone said, you know, they were like, "Hey, you should do maybe just a simple cat eye." She thought it meant put a whole cat over. Put a whole each, cat yeah. on my eye. <laughs> put a whole cat. I mean, as someone who wears like big wings, like pretty much every day, that's that's a big wing. That's very. That's big. that's a fucking. That's an airplane. That's a fucking. That's, that's just a whole plane. signal on her face. That's, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's yeah. It just connect them in the middle and just be Batman yeah. at that point. Like <laughs> yeah. that would be cooler. Just draw it. No, but actually, that's already cooler. what's her name is. Uh, someone already has that. Oh no, it's not across her eyes. It's across the middle of her face. Um, yeah, sexy star. What's her name? Huh? Sexy star from Lucha Underground. That's not actually it. No, there's, uh, I think, a Japanese wrestler who has, like, the... Oh, Asuka? The line across her face is her thing. Oh, yeah, Asuka. It's probably yeah, Asuka. Asuka's got that, that straight line across her face, which is dope. No? Asuka, fucking fantastic wrestler with an amazing look. Like, yep. absolutely, yeah. Huh? Who, well, who has been pushed down again. Ugh, oh, yeah. sorry, one second. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, everybody, uh, Merritt actually dropped out of a, uh, dropped out on us there. Uh, we will probably move in a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode to warn you guys about that beforehand. But uh, just so you know, this is the part where we lost Merritt due to some technical difficulties involving her headphones. Uh, and while we could hear her, she couldn't hear us. And so that would have been a very strange one-sided conversation. <laughs> Yeah, um, now, now that we're saying that out loud, I wish we had just tried it. You know, like what kind of show can see what we would have? Happen. Um, <laughs> probably but, a great uh, one. Probably great, honestly. Yeah. Probably couldn't um, have been any worse than what we've done so far. Brad, uh, word. Um, we're pretty close yeah. to the end anyway. Yeah, like, that's true. We can see the end now. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that's probably enough wrestle cast that's for now. Probably enough wrestle cast. It's a. It's a shame that. Uh, Merritt wasn't here for the part that isn't about wrestling. Right. It's... Yeah. Probably <laughs> but, uh, could have like uh, actually contributed a little bit instead yeah. of just having us although, like fucking although, undercut her. You know, although she asked a lot of very good questions. So yes, very astute. Good. She actually knew more than uh, and she brought and she brought up the fucking dungeon of doom, which is like Hell a yeah. great, which is a great poll. So yeah, no. Um, uh, not unlike the dungeon of doom. Um, <laughs> What you been playing, John? You played any video games this week? Oh boy! Uh, no, I was in Paris, France last week. Uh, All right, yeah. For my for my Luna de Miel, which means honeymoon in Spanish. I don't know the word for it in English in uh, French. I was so. going to say that's a weird choice of language. Yeah, after no, you no idea. To Paris. Uh, yeah, no. The fun thing about being in Paris is realizing, uh, like, the hubris of international travel for me of just being like, oh yeah, I could go there and not know the language and be fine. And I was just, like, miserable the whole time, just, like, not, you know, like, not knowing what to say to fucking anybody, even though most everybody spoke at least a level of English that was uh, understandable. So, right. shout out to Europe for uh, begrudgingly learning English so that all of our dumbass Americans can go over and uh, chill out there and eat a lot of cheese. Oh, don't um, worry, John. That that's at least partially the fault of like uh, United Kingdom imperialism and that's British true. imperialism. Yeah, so. that's true. It's not just. I mean, but you know, like it's it's still it's still uh, uh, 
uh, ancient, I'll say ancient Amer- colonial American people uh, right. are the British. The um, Anglo. The Anglo, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Played some Switch stuff over there. Um, but, but that's, I played a little bit of Final Fantasy VII on my Switch. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Fun. That's fun Not that nine. that's there. Um, no, not nine. Uh, I just wanted to, I was like, I, I, I was kind of blown away by the novelty of playing Final Fantasy VII on a Nintendo console for some reason. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll play that. Um, uh, let's see what else have I played. Um, uh, Dirt Nowitzki from the Dallas Mavericks is uh, retiring at the end of the season. So I've been playing a little bit of NBA 2K19 because I, I love <laughs> my, I love my tall German, uh, my tall German basketball man. I love him very much with all my heart. So I wanted to, you know, get a little Dirk action in. Um, have not picked up Apex in weeks. Um, boy, I just have not really played a lot of video games. I got to be honest. But I, That's I, okay. I, I played a lot of Sekiro right before I left. Oh, okay. So, How far did you get in Sekiro? Uh, I think enough time has passed where you can maybe even, like, give us a boss idea. Yeah, like no. Idea. I, I really only got to... Um, Got to Lady Butterfly. I've not done anything past that point. Mm, okay. So well, that so Lady Butterfly far. is also totally optional. So that's not actually a huge. Oh yeah, I guess that. So I, I I beat the I beat the dude on the bridge, uh, the horse dude. Mm, um, mm-hmm. And boy, I don't remember the next thing I did after that. But um, very early by the sound of it. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty early. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, but it's farther than I've been in any other Souls. Uh, like so, you know, it's not even a Souls like, but any other uh, from software games. So it's like it's doing something right for me. But um, I was gonna say you've been enjoying it then. Yeah, yeah, I have. I, I think I, I really like, I really like how you know right out of the box you have basically a few play styles just kind of laid out for you without having like a build that you have to kind of commit to. Right. Um, so you can kind of mix up you know your play style really on the fly, which I think is. Um, kind of different from other um, Soulsborne games, like yeah, you know. So it's it, that was kind of um, uh, more inviting. I know there's been a lot of discussion about like difficulty and accessibility, so I don't want to act like that uh, Sekiro is like easy or accessible in the grand scheme of accessibility. But like, I think it's a little more friendly to beginners. Of from software games than Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Um, I, the the way I've kind of thought about it in the past is I feel like Sekiro is a lot more is a lot less forgiving on the micro level, like the mm-hmm. in the moment to moment combat and like right. getting health is a lot harder. Yes, but like, but like uh, the macro level of like, all right, how many? Uh, so I need to put in thirty seven skill points into mm-hmm. Arcane. And yep. that will let me do this damn much damage with Simon's blow blade, so that I can mm-hmm. get this bu- person killed in three hits. It's not like that. It's definitely no. not like that. No, I, and I cannot do that kind of math and thinking while I'm being stabbed by like a hundred skeletons while I'm trying to pause it. Right. I just can't, you know. So for me, I'm I'm such a weird like. I, I love um, Souls games, just like as a. As a concept, I love watching people play them, and I love kind of the the uh, the mythos of these games and kind of how little they explain to you while also showing you that there are a million systems at work kind of at once. Like, I really love that stuff, but as a player, I it overwhelms me, like, really, really fast. Sure. Um, so it's been nice to have 
I would say a simpler, at least, beginning of, of a FromSoft game. So it, it's um, it's definitely something I think I will see through. It just will take me a long time because I'm really, you know, fucking bad at these games. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, I've been, I've been enjoying it for sure. Cool. Yeah. Good. Good to hear it. And you, Sounds you like just... you're probably going to go back to it. Yeah, I, th- I think I'll I think I'll stick to it. I mean, it's rare. It's really rare that I actually beat games these days. Yeah. Um, oh my uh, god. Yeah, boy, oh boy. But um, but yeah, I, th- I think I'm. I think I'll probably stick to it. Um, what about you? I know you played some uh, Hades this morning, which I I uh, I'm kind of interested in. Yeah, I played a couple of different things uh, this week. I played uh, something called Satisfactory um, oh, yeah. a, f- a few days ago, which uh, two two early access titles actually, but two early access Epic Game Store exclusive titles actually, <laughs> mm. um, which are uh, so you know I'm a I'm a Chinese agent here to put malware on all of your podcasts, <laughs> just so you know. Um, yeah, uh, but let's start with Hades, yeah, because you, you brought it up and because I played it on stream this morning. Um, that is the new Super Giants game game. Super Giants game. Hmm. Super Giant Games game. Oh, uh, boy. The but new really, game. That, that, was a, that was good, honestly. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I couldn't even make that in three, so good job. Okay, perfect. Thank <laughs> you for your quote of confidence. <laughs> That's that corporate speak uh, bubbling up to the surface. You're like, mm, got to encourage my employee. <laughs> That's um, it. Uh, speaking of encouraging, this game has actually got some really interesting stuff in it around that whole loop, uh, which is to say it's a roguelike from Supergiant Games. Yeah. Uh, the makers of Bastion, Transistor, and Pyre. Uh, Greg Kasavin over there, former games journalist. Uh which, if you don't know what those these kinds of games are from these uh, folks, it's um it's it's hard to lump them into one particular category, but kind of like one through line that they all have is that they are all um they all have like a shared sense of this sort of colorful, otherworldly fantasy. Um, yeah. That is hard to pin down. It's hard to tie to a specific style, um, but but is instantly recognizable the moment that you see it. Um, does, does it play a lot like Bastion Transistor, or is it? I actually haven't played any of Hades, so it it play, it certainly plays way more like Bastion than Transistor. Okay, which Transistor was this kind of weird real time turn based kind of thing. Yeah, right. Um, you could you could not play it turn based, but yeah, um, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which did not. I don't. I I get the sense that of all of uh, Super Giants games, uh, that game did not catch on with people the most, um, mm-hmm. despite having some right. fantastic music. Oh yeah. Um, no, this is definitely more like their first game, more like Bastion, where it's a okay. top-down uh, sort of action dungeon crawler type thing, where you are killing enemies, uh, going from room to room, killing enemies with uh, melee, predominantly with melee weapons, um, and getting a lot of. Uh, it's a roguelike as well, unlike Bastion, which is more of a traditional RPG, um, right. where you are the son of Hades. Your character is called Zagreus. Zagreus, uh, I think is how it's pronounced, uh, who is trying to escape from okay. Tartarus uh, and into um, the, the the human world for reasons that uh, are kind of explained as you play through the game. Um, and every time you die in the underworld because you are the son of, of Hades, uh, you cannot actually permanently die, so you just respawn back at Hades, like, 
home and just try over and over again. You're basically like a petulant child that's trying to escape, for, like trying to run away from home, but like um, for good reasons because actually, actually, you're not that petulant um, because eventually you find out what the reasons are, and it's like, oh, okay, he's got pretty good reasons here, and also, good to be hey, bad. yeah, <clears throat> um, because also Hades is a dick. Um, <laughs> like your dad fucking sucks in this game and is constantly like okay. making fun of you and berating you. Um, every time you die and come back. Is Hades played by James Woods in this game as well? Uh, no, d- thankfully not played by James okay, Woods. Okay, good. Man, that's, um, that's a, that's a big plus. I might pick it up now. Yeah. I don't know who <laughs> plays him. Uh, Logan Cunningham, who is in, who does a voice in every Supergiant game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is in this. I'm not sure how much of him is in this. There's like a, there's definitely a narrator guy who is like, oh, that's Logan Cunningham. That's the guy who did the Dota 2 announcer pack. Right. Okay. Um, but then I also think he does a few of the other voices in the game. I'm just not quite sure right. which ones of them are, uh, they are. Uh, yeah, and it is re- a really, really good game. Uh, it's a really good one of these. It's a really good, um, rogue, top-down, like, action roguelike, uh, where you are, you know, your progress is more or less getting reset every time, but you're carrying over in a very rogue, post-rogue legacy world type way, carrying over like currency that you can then spend on permanent upgrades yeah um and uh unlocking new weapons not to the extent of something like dead cells it's not like whereas dead cells is something like oh the the fun is in unlocking 800 different weapons and like finding different combinations of those weapons it's like you pick a weapon there's like six weapons you pick one at the beginning of your run and then you that's what you've got uh going right. forward but what the uh where the uh mix of different abilities and styles kind of come in is more uh the different gods of olympus are uh, on your side they want you to escape but cannot go to the underworld because it's hades domain right uh so they will send you boons uh that you build into different like skill builds as you go along so you might get something from you might hear from zeus and zeus is like hey uh, nephew like how are you doing uh you should definitely get back up here and come see us all here's every time you uh, dash now every time you do your dodge roll lightning will strike enemies near you or um yeah uh or it'll be like aphrodite has a lot of like debuff based abilities where it's like okay your magic spell ability you have like always have like this one little um kind of dinky magic missile that you can fire at any time uh, but if a yeah. depending on which god upgrades it, um, Aphrodite, for instance, m- turns your magic missile into like m- shortens the range quite a bit, makes it kind of like a into kind of like a shotgun blast. Yeah. But but the uh, shotgun blast also makes all the enemies that are affected by it do less damage to you for like ten oh, cool. seconds. Yeah, Super Giant's always been good at those kind of uh, risk reward and kind of the the trade off like balance power ups like kind of totally. You know, give, you know, taking something away from you that you know is legitimately useful, but uh, but giving you something new that um, that's definitely fun to experiment with. Like I, I had a lot of fun with that, uh, definitely in Bastion. But honestly, I, I did have the most fun with that in Transistor, trying to mix and match kind of almost poison like. You know, I kind of did a poisony build in Transistor mm. where I really liked um, really like doing damage to enemies over time because it was kind of like crowd control. Like I could. Uh, I could, you know, make a lot of them poison so that, you know, some of them might die off a little bit faster and so kind of make everything less cluttered. So uh, when when I read that it was Supergiant making a roguelike, I was like, I'm not a big roguelike fan, 
but their gameplay is usually satisfying to me enough that I was like, ooh, I might, I might pick that up and try it. And you're you're kind of convincing me I I uh, ought to give it a shot. Well, let me tell you, if you like poisony builds, uh, okay. which I, I do like as well, uh, you would probably want to um, give your fa- like gain the favor of Dionysus, whose oh, nice. uh, m- most of his abilities, like most of his modifiers, are poison based as well. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I mean, I think it's a really you know, it's like you come up with simple combinations, and and I think you know you can string a bunch of them together and, and make something really uh fascinating and i think like mm-hmm. those, those those kind of builds are really easy to play with um and they make they make those systems really easy to kind of fall into and experiment with so 100 oh, percent, yeah. yeah yeah which is which is awesome because i think i think I'll, I'll play some i'll play other roguelikes and like i i don't, I don't know um I, how did you play Below? I can't remember if you played Below. I played a tiny bit of Below. I played, like, an hour of Below. Boy, I bounced right way off of that. I, I really... I I like super giant games in that they kind of give you a lot to do right away. Um, whereas, like, things like Below and a couple of the roguelikes I've tried to play, um, they, they kind of really, really, really ease you into stuff. Or, they, they're, or they're just kind of plotting, I guess. Um... But I, I, I like super giant games, so I, 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 I should give it a shot. I played a lot of I played a lot of Transistor. I think I beat Transistor twice. I think oh, wow. I beat Bastion twice. Like I, I do like their stuff a lot. I didn't play, um, their sportsy game, which is weird because I love Pyre. Yeah, yeah Pyre. I, I didn't play Pyre, even though like, that sounds like my jam. I love sports games. I love kind of like play you know weird kind of subversions of sports games like i i've you know i put 100 hours in a blitz ball by itself in final fantasy wow. 10 yep um yep i'm not lunatic um but yeah i still haven't played pyre even though it seems like it's on my alley so well yeah and circling back this is kind of related to the pyre thing too but also circling yeah. back to what you you mentioned about below mm-hmm. one of the things that i've is really um a, uh, something that is really making uh, Hades stand out to me compared to the 10 trillion other roguelikes, other than the art style, other than the good music, other than, you know, just that kind of, like, general supergiant polish, mm. is the is the fact that there is a ton of writing in this game, because there's a mm. ton of NPCs. There's, there's almost, like, an... It, similar so pyre was kind of like a it, it is it's a weird sort of like nba jam fantasy sports game right yeah but also a visual novel yeah, yeah, um, yeah. with like a lot of dialogue choices and whatnot this doesn't have dialogue choice but it almost has like a dating sim element to it yeah um, that's, that sounds amazing <laughs> yeah, so like like every time you die um you come back from the dead yeah, like you, uh, Zagreus uh, comes out of like this pool of blood, and he's like, "Well, I guess I got to go try it again." Like, I guess I'm going back to it. But when you're in the house of Hades, that you're kind of like hub area, there's a ton of characters there that all have different dialogue for you every single time you come back, and have like progress bars that you can like look at and see like, okay, you have progressed this person's conversation like progress, fifty-seven uh, percent or whatever. They've got this many more things to tell you. Uh, in order to get them to talk to you more, you need to give them ambrosia, which is a thing that you can find in Tartarus, um, to to unlock more dialogue. And then they will also give you, um, different boons called keepsakes, which are sort of like, you can carry one of them into the dungeon with you at any given time that to kind of like modify your build even more. And there's like 
36 of these things. There's a lot. There's like oh, a wow. lot. There's a lot, a lot. Because it's not only it's not only the uh, characters back at town. Where, so it's like Hades and Cerberus and Nyx and Achilles, who is like a oh, kind wow. of trainer. Like there's yeah. a bunch of different characters that all have different dialogue for you. But it's also, cool. you find out um, pretty quickly, you can give them to the gods. You can like, uh, when the gods send you a boon, you can send Ambrosia back up to Olympus to them. Mm. And then they will give you more stuff that is like themed after them. Uh, to play with and also one of the most interesting things i think i discovered is i finally beat the first boss a little bit before we started recording this podcast uh but also because she is you know undead or whatever when i killed her she didn't disappear from the game she just went back to the house of hades and was like hanging out hanging out at a bar and i could just talk to her oh cool that's really cool (laughs) and she's like and she's like well, uh, we're gonna go back in there again. You know, next time you reach my level, you're going to have to fight me again. But like, I'm hanging out, taking a break right now because you killed me. Um, and I was able to give her Ambrosia and she and um, Zagreus. Who one of the things I really love about this game is that a lot of the writing is like Zagreus is just this really well-meaning, like um, very nice boy who is like in a bad position and doesn't particularly like his dad but also his dad is a dick so it's totally justifiable (laughs) fine right yeah and so like when i gave uh this ambrosia to meg the first boss magara um he's like look meg uh i know you're just doing your job like dad made you do what you did there it's like i know you wouldn't be fighting me if you if you had any other choice so here here's like a here's like you just a no hard feelings here's some ambrosia or whatever and she's like uh, well, I will take this contraband to Hades post-haste. Uh, and also, uh, here's your finder's fee for the, you know, she's, like, very sly, you know, kind of this, like, sly little moment. So it's just, like, three lines of dialogue, but it, she gives you her keepsake, whatever it is. It, like, gives you plus 20% health in the dungeon or something like that. And you could use that, or you could use something that makes it so you take less damage from the front, but more damage from behind. Different things oh, like that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. But 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 this just like these little tiny blurbs of of dialogue, just the, like getting to know all these characters time and time again as you die and whatnot, and like having them kind of just like with the exception of Hades, who's a huge asshole. Um, <laughs> everybody's kind of just encouraging you. They're just like, well, I guess you're back at the house of Hades. I guess that must means you must have died. Uh, but you know, keep at it. Like just keep working hard, and you'll eventually achieve your goals. <laughs> like you'll achieve your dreams, Zag. And they're like, he's like, yeah, thanks, thanks. Like I'm glad. Uh, you know, I'm happy to hear that from you. That means a lot. And <laughs> it's just this very like happy kind of like, yeah, we're all just at this grind, man. We're we're all just trying to get through the day. Um, and this is just your your you know the thing that you do all day. Like this is your job is to just try to escape this horrible nightmare world. <laughs> um, and it's the it's so good. It's just That's... like so unlike anything that games like this I t- think tend to do. Like Dead Cells has next to no dialogue, certainly no voice right. acting. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's you know, really below smart for is them just too. like is just this dark, dank thing with kind of nothing going on in it um you know dialogue or story wise yeah most of these games don't have things like this and the fact that super giant games is like leveraging their like storytelling muscle on this yeah is so refreshing yeah i was gonna say like it like if any studio is gonna build a first of all it's still in early access right so they're like kind of still fleshing stuff out essentially yeah uh, it's still in early access and they do this super cool thing where um in the when you boot up the game on the front page of the game on the main menu, it so shows a little thing in the bottom right hand corner that says next update in twenty eight days. It's oh, just wow. like okay. super upfront about like their schedule and stuff like that. And then like yeah. one of the main menu options is just patch note history. And you can just mm. look through the entire history of patches that they've put out in the last like six months or whatever. Cool. Um and yeah, I, I mean and, it, 
it's it's really smart for them to just develop this kind of living um you know, this living game that can kind of develop uh, on their own schedule because yeah their storytelling and their systems like they they just work really really well together and i think creating something that doesn't necessarily have this defined beginning and end is kind of exciting like i usually don't i really i really don't gravitate toward games that are like roguelikes and that uh are these kind of early access kind of living things like i Mm -hmm. I really don't gravitate toward them at all but if any studio is going to make that kind of work for me it's it would definitely be them so yes that's that's exciting um that's cool yeah i think you've convinced me to at least uh put it on the old uh computer machine we'll see if i actually boot it up this week well, and it's like it's like all of their games. It's like twenty bucks, you know. It's yeah. Like, oh, it, totally. It's not, well, that's I mean, no, it's not nothing, but it's you know. No, cheap. but that's a no brainer. I mean, their their stuff has always been well worth the the investment, in my opinion. So yeah, right. I def- definitely, I'm happy to throw them the, the the money. And from just like a like, if you're if you want to be super reductive about it like that, which I don't tend to do about this sort of thing, mm-hmm. but like you you think about like the the value proposition of like the amount of time that you could get about out of this game compared to like what you could get from a Bastion, which don't get right. me wrong, Bastion, absolute game, like mass, borderline masterpiece. It's like one of the yeah, best games game. of, of its kind from from its era. Twenty bucks for you know a ten hour game or whatever. But this yeah. like being being this kind of thing that you can just kind of basically play on and on and on and on until mm-hmm. it comes out and yep. then some. Like wow, what a what a yeah. fucking no, steal. That's, that's great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's, um, yeah, that's amazing. What else have you been playing? Uh, I played a little bit of Satisfactory. Uh, oh, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Which is another Epic Game Store early access game. Uh, which I don't think there's quite as much to say about. It's I don't know if you've ever heard of Factorio. Oh, heard of it, yeah. Uh, never never played it. It's uh, both Factorio, which is like a top-down 2D game, and Satisfactory, which is a first-person 3D game, mm-hmm. um, are kind of basically... Um, conveyor belt simulators mm, okay like you're basically trying to create like a perfect rube gold machine like a perfect perpetual motion device of conveyor belts that like you build like a big mining station on your the ba- basic premise of factorio is you are like a um you're like a, a terraformer for a shitty future uh sci-fi corporation uh-huh. called the fix-it corporation um who has been sent to this planet in a drop pod to basically create like a self-sustaining, uh, resource-generating perpetual motion machine mm. um, to basically like harvest this um, uninhabited, uninhabited by sentient creatures. There are living alien uh, animals and stuff on the planet. Um, you're, you're supposed to go there and like start like harvesting it for resources. And okay. the way you you do that is you build like. Uh, you will build like a, find a, an iron ore deposit, and you will build a mining machine. Then that mining machine will start mining ore, but the ore needs somewhere to go. So you put on a conveyor belt, and that conveyor belt feeds into a smelter, and that smelts the iron ore into iron plates. And then you, it was like, well, I need to do something with these iron plates. Like these are, you know, basically still raw materials. So you put another conveyor belt that leads into like a automated like factory. Like a like a what a constructor is what they call them, um, mm. and so that leads into that thing, and then you program that constructor to like, okay, what do you want these iron plates to actually be turned into? And it's like, okay, I want screws because I need six thousand screws to build my next upgrade for my base. 
Um, and so you let that machine, you power the machine, you get this all running, and let that do that, like, and it will build you 6,000 screws um, on, like, perpetually. It'll, it'll keep building screws for you until you tell it to stop. And then over time, the way that these kind of games work is that, like, okay, well, the next upgrade I need for my base doesn't need 6,000 screws. It needs 600,000 screws. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I need to have six mining operations on different places all feeding back into the same place but that also requires more smelters and that requires more conveyor belts and then okay well this is this is getting to be too much so where you end up going is like trying to create like aesthetically pleasing uh conveyor belt systems and stuff like that so it's like this game specifically lets you stack uh buildings on top of each other and stuff like that so it's like creating it's it's basically trying to create like the most perfect most efficient and symmetrical looking um self-sustaining okay. colony like automated factory basically um and it's just that like that's the whole game more or less like the the objective is kind of moot it's like you're trying to build a space elevator in this one um and it's still in early access so there might be some more stuff coming along the lines but uh games like these are it, it's sort of like what if they took the like a base building aspect of fallout oh, and made it into right. its own thing i was gonna say it looks a lot like no um, man's like its Sky, own game honestly like um, in terms of building your own uh, systems and so I never really got that far into that system in No Man's Sky, but it looks like some of the more impressive stuff I've seen. But obviously, more focused on actually automating these processes, which is, right. I mean, like it looks like the stuff you can build in it is like really impressive and cool. Um, right, and that and that's kind of where a game like this lives or dies by. Yeah. Um, uh, Subnautica is also kind of a similar game to this, except mm. Subnautica put much more of an onus on, less of an onus on, like, exploiting a planet and more on, like, Subnautica has, like, a beginning, middle, and end. There's a right. story yeah. in Subnautica that is, you are building um, the self-sustaining, um, like, factory ecosystems to try and build better and cooler upgrades that let you explore deeper and deeper into this world and mm -hmm. find the next part of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is more, at least for now, it's an early access just like Subnautica was for a long time, so there could be totally a single-player major story coming to this at some point. Um, what you want is to basically just like, well, what's the next upgrade that I'm going to get? And for me, if that next upgrade is, well, I got a bigger factory that let me make more ore, that's not enough. Um, right. The, well, the cool thing about Subnautica was, like, going from, okay, I've got all of my stuff together to make flippers, and that makes me 50% faster in the water. But then, mm. but now I have, like, a portable engine, and so I can, like, carry myself forward at, like, 100 times speed by pulling out this, like, little uh, turbine that, I, that will right. tug me along with it. And yep. then that turns into a mini-sub, and then the mini-sub turns into a mech. And then the mech right. turn like can be harbored on this massive submarine that you can then control and stuff like that. And Satisfactory has some uh, has like vehicles and stuff like that so far, and the space elevator seems cool. But I don't think they're quite at the part yet where, or I'm not sure that they're at the part yet where I can tell if they are going in the Subnautica direction of like yeah. increasingly crazy and varied stuff, or if they are going in the Factorio direction where the means is the end the the right. the the objective here is to build the biggest most aesthetically pleasing system of conveyor belts possible yeah um yeah. but yeah i'm 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 definitely enjoying it um i've enjoyed what little bit i've played of it so far uh, i think of the two if i was to compare apples to fucking suvs <laughs> uh it would be uh hades probably i i definitely grabbed me more but mm. satisfactory is also very much a steven strom game i will say like yeah. <laughs> i like that kind of stuff 
you put your sta- your little Nintendo stamp of uh, approval on it. So. Oh, totally. Like I yeah. like I like creating self-sustaining systems. Like I used to play Eve Online p- mm. almost almost purely to like theorycraft builds where I could make like char- like uh, self-healing tank characters sure. like, like ships. Whereas, like, okay, how much damage per second can I take and still self-heal myself, like, without draining all of my mana? Like, how long can I be self-sufficient as a tank or whatever? And, like, that was my favorite stuff in that game. So, like, that, but, like, removed from having to worry about other people fucking me up and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, And being able to create my own worlds, like, that's much more interesting. Do you get a lot of, like, um... Is it is it relaxing to you, or are you? Is, is it? I don't know. Is it more stimulating? Does that make sense? Like, I, I can see. Like, I'm watching hmm. clips of, I'm watching clips of Satisfactory, and I'm like, this might stress me out, but I can also see it being very. It's almost kind of like building. You know, I mean, this is really reductive, but it's like, you know, the people that would build really impressive shit in Minecraft, it kind of looks a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I think like, it is I, that. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty much that it looks like. So, I don't, like, do you do you feel yourself kind of relaxing over that stuff, or is it something that you're still very like stimulated and excited about? Um, yeah, no, it's t- it's honestly tough to say because like, okay. uh, I uh, both a little bit to to a sure. certain degree at, yeah, at various I, points. I, I think it could be both. I was just yeah, just curious. Because I think the the part that's stimulating to me, or the part that like at least get, makes me anxious, is maybe the better way to put it. Right. Yeah. It, is that I'm never very good at the actual like making that stuff aesthetically pleasing, like like right. stacking that in in sure. neat little rows, and like right. okay, here's my conveyor belt that like goes uh, goes up uh, ninety degrees at the you're not ninety degrees, forty five degrees, and then I have six of them all identical right next to each other, and they're all stacked <laughs> on top of each other in like six layers and stuff like that. Like that stuff, I'm always super bad at. And mm-hmm. then when I see my big glomp of fucking garbage just belching coal smoke into the cosmos i'm just like oh god like all these power lines like ah, they're just facing in weird directions or whatever it, to this game's credit it, it allows you to just delete anything you built gives you all of your resources back and lets you just like mm, rearrange that's... it however you like at any point with no penalty so it's yeah so nothing is punitive in terms of like kind of saying oh i, I fucked that up i can try again totally um, okay that's good i really like i would get i get exhausted with stuff that it you know it's like oh i set all this thing up okay if i want to redo it i get 30 percent of my resources back i'm like oh, right fuck, you know fuck well, this you and, know, and like, that's actually kind of how i felt about a game that came out last year it was like a city building survival game called mm-hmm. frostpunk oh yeah 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 no i remember frostpunk yeah Frostpunk had a couple of different things in there that, like, I think I, I, and I think it was actually the game just trying to model something different than what I was necessarily looking for. Which mm-hmm. is, I, I was looking for Frost in Frostpunk. I was looking for that, like, okay, everything's gonna be dire at the beginning, but eventually I'm going to create a self-sustaining, like, little commune here in this like frozen nightmare world. Um, yeah. But that's not the game they were trying to make. They were trying to make a game where you were, like, always just on the edge of falling apart at any given moment. <laughs> right. Uh, and I never quite got to that part where I was just like, okay, I can just make my little perfect circle city yeah. here. Yeah. And and also on top of that, I actually had some issues with just, like, the, the way that buildings were placed in that game. Uh, would event- Like, because it was circular, um, the buildings would not snap to each other like perfectly all the time so you would have these tiny little wedges 
of oh. open of negative space in your city that you just that could would, not build anything into. That would that would drive me crazy. Yeah, it drove me fucking nuts. It, yeah. it, it really did. Um, yeah. Whereas Factor- uh, Factorio, uh, Satisfactory is definitely not built in a way that it, it would allow that. Fact, okay. uh, Satisfactory is very much like no, you can snap these and like rotate them, snap them together, put them up, delete them, bring them back up online, move them around, shake them up, like do whatever mm. you want. No That's punishment. Cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I love that. I, I really, yeah, I, I enjoyed those kind of sandboxes a lot more than the punitive ones. Right, For totally. sure, for sure, for sure. Well, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I think that's about it for me, and I think that's probably yeah, about it for this the podcast. Is, yeah, I think I think so. This has been a, a, a big one. I mean, we obviously appreciated Merritt being here for half of it. The, um, I'm sorry that she missed the rest of this conversation, but yeah, she'll, sorry she'll she missed video games. Week. Yeah, she, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, she she's the real gamer of the group, really. Right, the uh, the only real gamer. Uh, yeah. We're here <laughs> playing our baby games, talking about what <laughs> building cities. She pulls it like she'll just pull out a R three hundred one carbine and say, "Get down on the ground, baby gamer." The big dog <laughs> is here now with my with her shoot guns. <laughs> That went nowhere. Uh, uh, I, I really, I really do like in our rich fiction that Merritt just is Bangalore in our heads uh, mm-hmm. for some reason. So it's good. Literally, the only games I know Merritt plays are like super hardcore competitive Pokemon, which mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. like Pokemon mm-hmm. Showdowns, like mm-hmm. uh, Titanfall Two, one of the mm-hmm. more complicated competitive first person shooters of all mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apex Legends, a battle royale game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which are super mm-hmm. stressful. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that's about it for what things I actually know that she plays. So, well, like, literally everything she plays is, like, super hardcore. I, I know she and I are going to uh, petition um, Treasure. I believe it's Treasure. Did I just fuck up and say it was something different? I think it's Treasure. Uh, we are going to petition Treasure to make uh, Mischief Makers 2, um, which is, you know, the sequel to The Amazing Mischief Makers for uh in 64 steven did you ever play mischief makers i've never played mischief makers or heard of it (laughs) well mischief makers is the finest game of all time and uh uh maybe marina maybe we should play it on on stream like uh mischief makers is super good i have no idea actually or is this a joke oh no it's (laughs) really fucking good no no no, it's super good it's like (laughs) it's it's like this weird um side scrolling platform almost pseudo beat-em-up but it's Hmm. like it's very, it's very uh, anime, but like, it's weird. She, you play like you play as Marina, this robot, and all the enemies have these like weird um, frowny faces. It's it's fucking great. Just look it up. Just look yeah. it up. It's wonderful. So uh, yeah. Anyway, um, just had to get my mischief makers uh, reference in there before the podcast ended. Thank you. Well, on that note, listeners, on that bombshell, as that one guy from that one show would have said, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, you can find I am Steven Strum. I have been one of your hosts. You can find me on Twitter at at Steven Strum, S-T-E-V-E-N-S-T-R-O-M. Uh, John, where can people find you? People can find me uh, on Twitter at Floppy Adult. And that's yeah, that's probably all you need to know. I uh, just want to point out, Stephen, I don't know if you saw my tweet, uh, just real quick before we sign off. Uh, I made a video about Sekiro that went up. Uh, Ryan, mm-hmm. Infor- mm-hmm. Ryan informed me that um, 
at about the two minute mark when my face appears the first time, 90% of viewers drop off. So I just wanted to leave you with that negative information that I, I, I've been sitting with all day thinking about, wishing I uh, didn't know that information, but I know it and there it is. Now all our listeners know it. So thank you. Well, thank you for letting us know. If you, you can watch that piece of fantastic premium content on YouTube.com, and you can read the rest of our fantastic premium content on Fanbyte.com. I am, of course, referring to the quality of our content being premium, not the price, which is free. It's we give you free. all of this for the low, low price of nothing at all. We are there's just that generous. <laughs> we uh, are. And uh, we would love it if you came to our website and read all of our articles and clicked on all of our ads. Or oh, God, please do, yes. <laughs> uh, this has been Fanbyte, uh, or Fan Width, I should say, episode 11. Thank you, everybody. And uh, let me just tell all those gamers out there keep gaming, gamers. Bye. Bye. Bye.